This podcast is a member of the Place to Be Nation family. Visit us at placetobenation.com, the only place to be in your pop culture world. Place to be nation. Welcome to a brand new podcast, um, where we will be diving in to the world of the Wrestling Observer newsletter, the CD underbelly of the Wrestling Observer newsletter, looking at matches where um, we believe that they should have may or may not have broken the scale. We are adjusting five star matches for starflation um, on this podcast, it, but I cannot do it alone. I have brought with me two of the finest gentlemen in the place to be nation to help me along the way. First off is my um, sp- fellow special relation host of the Wrestling's Chicken Salad on this fine feed, one of the Impact Six Pack on Highway to the Impact Zone. It is Mr. Ben Lock. Ben, how the bloody hell are you? Uh, good evening, Cal. Good evening, everybody. I've brought my abacus ready so we can uh, start, you know, <laughs> marking things off accordingly. Yes, thank you for that. Because um, I've got I've got a, a calculator here. Um, it's okay. it's got many many buttons that I don't quite understand on it. Um, like the one that's got a wee cross, um, or one that looks like an X. Um, ah. so if you've got your abacus, that that will come in yes. well handy for this. Appar- apparently, you can use spreadsheets as well. But who wants to do that, really? I, I mean, abacus and paper is the way to go. I think so. I mean, that's how I, that's how I was taught at school, anyway. Good old pen and paper. Absolutely. Uh, also joining me is a man that's probably never heard of an abacus because um, they had already invented the scientific calculator before he was born. He is the host and teacher on uh, Highway to the Impact Zone amongst, um, you'll hear his voice amongst many of the other podcasts on uh, the Quad of Pods. It is the Mississippi Mud Pie, the Prince of Inappropriate. Logan Crosland. Logan, good evening. Yeah, I've got my uh, Texas Instrument uh, calculator over here. Uh, I can do pretty much any math problem with that. So uh, I've got that ready to go to uh, tabulate what we're going through tonight. <laughs> Excellent. Excellent. You, you you already know Logan's wrote boobies on that calculator, don't you? He has. He's ready to go. It's just to make sure it works, 5318008. Just, you know, that's how, that's how you make it all work. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. You know that off the top of your head, that doesn't <laughs> of, course, of course I do. Of course I do. Um <laughs> Jesus. We're going off the rails already on Two this pods. on this new fine venture. Two I know. So um, never coming out. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, hopefully it does come out eventually. Now we are on the um now this is a, a, a the, the concept of this podcast, um, we're joking about needing spreadsheets and um, abac- abacuses, abacai, um, pens and paper. The, the date that we are running with here, the, the very special date, a historic event in the history of pro wrestling, June the 9th, 2018. Um, the event that happened that night is Dominion 6-9 in Osaka, Joe Hall. Historic for the fact that Kenny Omega and Kazuchika Okada's uh, two out of three falls match that night was given seven stars by Dave Meltzer. Now, up until 
uh, Wrestling Kingdom the year before, January 4th, 2017, we had been using uh, the well-renowned and well-defined by that point five-star scale for rating matches. Um, Now we are using a seven-star match and it makes it, in my opinion, very difficult to compare matches from different eras. So what we are endeavouring to do is we are going back and looking at matches um, from before June the 9th, 2018, to adjust them for Starflation, hence the name of the podcast that you're currently listening to. So hopefully it's a very simple concept that we don't need the calculators and, and, the, and, and the spreadsheets and the formulas. Hopefully it is just a case of um, watching a match and just going, bang, that was excellent, that's just as good as Okada and Omega. Now, gents, have either of you watched any any or all of the Okada Omega trilogy uh, to get a feel of sort of the level that we're looking at here? I'll start with you first, Ben. Um, I'm not a big Japanese meat guy. I think we've sort of, on special relations, we've sort of uh, gone into quite in-depth on that. But I have seen the first match, and I don't, I, I personally don't know if I would go the full seven on it. But yeah, it's worth five and then some. It's absolutely brilliant. And yourself, Logan? Um, yeah, I'm not a big Japanese guy either. I, I I've tried to get in it a couple of times. Just it's something something about it's just not my style for some reason. Um, but I've definitely seen the first one, and I'm pretty sure I've seen the second one as well. Um, but yeah, the the I've definitely seen the first one for sure, and it's yeah, it's an absolute banger uh, without a doubt. So, um, yeah, for sure. Yeah, same same here. I've seen the first one, which was which was broke. Uh, the first one that originally broke the five star scale. He went six on that. I've seen seen the second one, the the draw that they had, uh, the fall in June. That was six. That was six and a quarter. So that gives us the sort of the sort of level that we're looking at. Um, I've not seen the I've not seen the third one. I've only seen sort of a highlight package on on YouTube that some that some trooper put on. Um, so. Seven is, is is what we're going for, and then we will obviously go back to to watch Okada and Amiga at some point on that one. But there are 128 other matches, and we are going to be looking at a match tonight that was voted by the Place to Be Nation as the very best in the history of the WWF. We are going to go back to March the 23rd, 1997, at the Rosemont Horizon for WrestleMania 13. We will be watching. Stone Cold Steve Austin versus Bret the Hitman Hart in the submission match. Imagine that for over a decade, you have fought to reach the pinnacle of your profession. Then you walk away. When you return six months later, nothing is the same. I've been screwed by Shawn Michaels. I've been screwed by Stone Cold Steve Austin. You scratch my back and I'll stab yours. There is no respect. Everybody in that dressing room knows that I'm the best there is, the best there was, and the best there ever will be. Even your fans have changed. At the heart of this change is a man that spits in the face of your every accomplishment. Ever since you came back, you ain't done nothing but cry. He has attacked you physically and verbally. If you put the letter S in front of Hitman, you've had my exact opinion of Bret Hart. This man mocks your legacy. Bret Hart on his best day can't lace my boots. I will beat the hell out of Bret, and that's the bottom line. Injustice after injustice has forced you to snap. Frustrated isn't the word for it. Now the finger is pointed at you. You're the one who's changed. 
They say your ego is your enemy. There is only one solution. You must make Austin beg for mercy. But what if Stone Cold Steve Austin wins? What becomes of Brett Hitman Hart then? So this was given, uh, this was obviously given five stars by Meltzer. Um, I think we all know the, the backup to the match, but sort of briefly, um, this was a match that was never supposed to happen. Um, Austin and Hart had their had their, um, their their back and forth leading up to Survivor Series '96, and Brett was meant to go off and have the long anticipated rematch from from WrestleMania 12 the year before in the Iron Man match, and was meant to get his win back against Shawn Michaels. Shawn Michaels, who famously lost his smile around about February time and injured his knee to the point that he couldn't wrestle Brett at WrestleMania 16, but could jump on the announce table and do a little jig on top of it, um, much to Vince McMahon's delight and Brett Hart's. Um, anger, I would imagine. So we get an we get an un, an uh, sort of an unanticipated banger um, in this one, and to think that this match was never meant to happen is is, is quite is quite amazing. So um, we have got this fired up on on the network this side of the pond. Um, Logan has got it queued up on the cock at one hour and twenty one minutes exactly. Um, so I'll give the I'll give you a couple of, a couple of minutes to to get all that sorted. Now I had this number two on my GWW list, um, and Ben, I know that you have this one. You had this one slightly higher on your list when we did the I, the, the massive ten hour reveal. Slightly higher, yes. Yes, ever, <laughs> but, ever so slightly higher than number two. Um, it's 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 the greatest. Well, I think it's the greatest match of all time. I'll be. Don't be blunt and honest before we even start. But having said that, it has also been a few years since I've seen it. So I'm very much looking forward to watching it again to see. Oh, well, it's kind of that thing like when you watch a great, you know, when you, when you think about something from your childhood that's great and then you watch it again and it's not as great as you remember it. Yeah. I'm, I'm hopeful it is still going to be as fantastic as it was the first time I watched it. That's, that's, kind of, that's what I want. That's like the dream thing. Fingers crossed that, that that you enjoy it as as much as you as you normally uh, or you used to, Ben. And we could be getting our first seven on the podcast straight away. Everybody, <laughs> Logan, um, where did you have it on your list? Did you do a list? I, I did do a list. It's actually the only list I've ever done because it was the one that I felt the most confident in. Um, I I don't exactly remember the order of a lot of stuff that I had on there, but I'm pretty sure it was at least number three. It might have been number two. I know Callum, me and you had the same number one. So, um, yeah, I think it was. I think it was probably number two, for sure. Well, that might say to what we're going to be doing for episode number two then, <laughs> uh, straight away. Um, yes, I think it was. Uh, it was very. It was. It was highly rated. I think this one had had a few number one votes. Obviously not from. Obviously not from the younger members of the congregation and, and, and myself and Logan there, but. Um, Certainly, it got it got a lot of votes if in in the top two or three, um, if not the if not the, the the top one for a lot of people. So, um, yes, one hour and twenty one minutes is uh, exactly as your timestamp on here. We are overlooking the Rosemont Horizon. Um, it's all dark. We're awaiting the entrances for both for both guys. So, if you guys are ready, we'll click the button. Uh-huh. And three, two, one, play.
you big over overlooking the match here. There's there's the ultimate meal, Ken Shamrock in the in the ring. And she's our special guest referee for this match. We have the shit man with his hands in his face before the match. <laughs> I'm just playing. So we've got a special refs can normally go one or two ways. They can normally you can be Gene Kariski at um, Starcade '83, or you can be Steve Austin anytime he ever does it, and he just stands in the corner and lets the guys wrestle. Yeah, I, and I, I think Shamrock is very much of the second uh, school. Yes. School. I love Shamrock. I see. I used to love when they did this as well—the uh, backstage walk. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's just big fight feel straight away. Yeah. And speaking of big fight feel, you get the glass smashing. I remember listening to Kevin Kelly when he was on with the boys, talking about the first half in 1997. This was his first WrestleMania, and he was very disappointed that it was like in Chicago and he just looked around and he's like, this could be raw. Mm. And then you have, but you've got like big match feel, Austin against Brett. And it's, it becomes less like a raw at that point when you've got, when you get this match on the, on the go. Well, the thing you got to remember with that kind of comment is they weren't do they didn't do a stadium until 2001. So mm-hmm. it was all just like this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, this got 16 number one votes in the GWB thing that we did a few years ago. Out of 36 ballots. You said every one of them. (laughs) (laughs) I think, yeah, I think this was only one of a handful of matches that was on every single. This may have been the only one that was on every single ballot. Yeah, yeah, it was the one and only match that appeared on all ballots, which is Ah. insane. Yeah, I have the top five pulled up right now. It was it was Brett Austin, Cena Punk, Savage Steamboat, uh, Michaels Undertaker in the Hell in a Cell, and then Brett Owen. <laughs> Brett Owen not good and enough I'll... to make it to five stars by Dave Meltzer. <laughs> uh, so and... my top three matches the place to be top three. That's quite interesting. Hmm. I think yeah, I had, I, I think I had Bretton Owen in the top ten. I'm probably hell this hell was top twenty, but I don't think it went. I don't think I went top ten on it, unlike you two. <laughs> that's, the, that, that, that's, that's the goat. I think so. I, I don't know what it is about it, but it just like that. That's like the perfect match to me for some reason. It's just that there, just that visual yeah. there, camera, just, just both guys just. <laughs> you can like, oh, and he goes right at him. <laughs> today, today you can over-direct it. I mean, ninety thousand jump cuts for a mm. brawl in the second match of SmackDown, but the direction there, over the shoulder, over Austin's shoulder, Brett walking towards him, and then boom, straight into it. Mm. Just shoots the half and just completely yeah. runs over him. Well, and the, the thing you remember about this time period, I mean, obviously you guys are a little bit younger than me, but it, the, the 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 narrative now is that you know Austin won 
King of the Ring, and then the Austin 316 signs were out the night after, and, you know, he was off to races. No, 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 no. It was, you know, it took that match at Survivor Series and then this match to, mm. to Austin on the map. Even even the I'd I, I put the Royal victory a distant third in that. It's, it's these two matches with Brett that absolutely makes Steve Austin a main event. Oh, get out of the way, security man. Mm. <laughs> makes him a main, <laughs> main event star. Move it. <laughs> if you were to look at thingy, if you were to look at the the the, the build up to this one on race on on the Wikipedia page, Hart and Austin's rivalry. This is a quote. Hart and Austin's rivalry began after Austin won the King of the Ring tournament and began taunting Hart, who was inactive at the time, which mm. is patently untrue. Well, we got Albano and uh, fucking Tony Atlas in the front row. <laughs> Yeah, because I don't even think the shitman stuff started until like around I want to say mind games was that when the Pillman yeah. interview happened? Um, yeah, it would be because was that not when Brett was meant to come back? Was mind games or was that when Brett did come back? But no, Brett he came back came, on Raw, I didn't think he? he? Was supposed to come back every SummerSlam at some point, yeah. But yeah, like, because that there's that roar, isn't there, where like Austin's watching the screen and then Pillman's like going shitting and grinning in the background. But Ben, but to your point, like. King of the Ring happened, and he won. Austin 316. And there wasn't Austin 316 signs at Raw the next night that they always tell you there was. No. But, or not as many, anyway. He wasn't yeah. on International Incident, and then he was he lost in three... Or did he lose to Yokozuna? Or at least had a three-minute match with Yokozuna on the pre-show to SummerSlam? Yeah, I think it was a no contest because the rope broke or whatever. That's what it was. But it's like, I think it didn't have a finish. Yeah. <laughs> Either lost or, or they did said no contest, yeah. Yeah. To go from that to the summer like the Survivor Series match was a bit of a, a bit of a leap, but the Survivor thought, Series match isn't on the five star list, is it? Isn't it slightly below? Yeah, it's slightly below. Okay. Yeah, we don't we don't we don't talk about that match because somebody <laughs> might have forgot about it. <laughs> Had to put it in it like top fifty in number fifty odd. <laughs> In much, well, the same, in much the same way Callum Cord talked about the three stages of hell matches. No, which is genuinely one of my favourite matches ever because I absolutely love No Way Out 2001. Mm-hmm. And I completely same. forgot about it. It's always the danger with these lists. You, there's yeah. always one you forget. I remember for the longest time, Scott thought he'd missed out AJ from the GWD, GWW wrestler and was taking shit for it for weeks and then he realised he put him in at like number 43. <laughs> he was on his he was on his list the whole time. Yeah, he was looking at it on one of the pods or something like that. And he yeah. was like, "Well, fuck, I actually had him on the whole time." <laughs> <laughs> like he realized he had somebody on there twice, and then he was like, "Oh yeah, that's where AJ went." <laughs> that was a great brawl into the crowd, by the way. That yeah. whole sequence. I've become an Austin staple for years. And apparently, like, leading up to this match, Austin was kind of pissed that it was a submission match because he was like, well, goddamn, pal, I don't have a submission. What the hell am I <laughs> supposed to do? That's not how pissed, he's... but, like, he was like, I don't really know how to work that, you know. He's got the million-dollar dream. He's fine. But yeah, they basically just described to him and say, you're just going to have to beat the shit out of him to the point where he's going to have to quit. So that's, that was that was really what it came down to. 
Well, goddamn, pal. I can do that. Well, hell, son, I can do that, I guess. <laughs> you put S in front fast- of his name. That's what I think and of then, Bret Hart. And then you fast forward 20 years, and that is basically what Brock Lesnar does now, is just oh. beat people up for submission. <laughs> oh, good Lord. These guys... This is this has been non-stop so far. This has been total non-stop action. Trade my lap for the future. Uh-huh. That that will come in handy at some point. That stair spot they could have win. been very, very, very much dangerous, more dangerous than it was. Yeah. Yes. Because he, he almost <laughs> dropped that right on his foot, and it could have broken his foot, and this match would be so fucked from like the get go. They they are working so snug and stiff as well. Uh-huh. I this is the heart brother Austin did like. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, it's, it's not the one that almost paralyzed him. Yeah. Oh yeah, that. I mean, yeah, he he held a lot of resentment towards him uh, after that, before and obviously before he passed. But um, but yeah, he like I I think, I think that's honestly why they kept them away from each other for as long as they did because. <laughs> Austin like genuinely didn't like him because he he never really apologized for it. Mm-hmm. Was that not? But like after obviously after Survivor Series, they didn't they never really worked with each other again after that, did they? No, Mm-mm. they teamed in that fucking stupid ass DX yeah. that has Savio in it bullshit. But <laughs> but uh, other than that, I don't think so. Like unless it was just like a short Raw match or something. Mm-hmm. Austin there just flipping Shamrock off. <laughs> Great character work. <laughs> oh, good lord. Well, I, I don't think it's going to be too much of a shot to say that Austin is my number one in my GWWE list. It's, it's not even, I mean, it's not even close for me. I'll be, I'll be totally honest, but I am Uber Austin Mark number one, so I mean, no apologies for that. Mm. Is that based? Is that based off the stuff of 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 this time, or his more recent stuff, which is also excellent? I I think the I think the more recent stuff is a worthy addendum to it. I think I would you know, I would say so. But I think you look at it, and you know, I, I I know people go on about you know Cena should be in there and Roman should be in there and all that, but you've just got to consider that you know Austin basically did all this stuff in four or five years. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the thing about this time period is like Austin does it in such a short time, Rock does it in such a short time. You know, a lot of the people of this era weren't run around very long. They yeah. they got in, did their thing, and got out. <laughs> yeah, wrestled. Yeah, you know, they wrestled a more dangerous style back then. But like you say, they got they got it they got it done. Uh, well, because you think yeah, because Brett has what well, Brett has twelve years. Sean has. Mm. 10 and then another oh Christ I don't know, like another 8 after eight. that mm-hmm. yeah. 8 isn't it something um, yeah Austin has 5 6 mm. Austin came in and yeah he came in in 95 like well you might as well say 96 yeah and then left in 03 permanently Are you pretty mm. much could say 02 because yeah. he doesn't he only, has, time he only has those couple of matches in 03 I love the I love the ring post figure 4 Oh, yeah. Tremendous. 
But only when Brett does it. Brett, Brett's yes. the only person yeah. is allowed to do it. <laughs> I just I just thought, Logan, something we talked about on Highway before, uh, we're going to see a proper sharpshooter tonight. Oh, thank God. <laughs> um, really? Oh, you thought right? Sorry, apologies. Never mind. Yeah, we're gonna see it. We're gonna see it in the, yeah, in, in this match. In this one, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, Brett, Brett, and Owen are apparently the only two people that can actually actually figure out how to lock in a sharpshooter. Just, just uh, sorry. I, I'll, I'll look into the. I look behind the curtain. Uh, we're recording this in the same night that we're also going to be doing the Money in the Bank uh, Twitch. And I thought you were talking about Natalia there for a second, Ben. <laughs> <laughs> now Rousey's Rousey's going to lock one in later, and she's she's uh Brett's been yeah. showing her the, the secrets to the trade. As as for the good sharpshooters, I think we can add Claudio to the list of good sharpshooter people. <laughs> so there's three now. <laughs> yeah, Ty, Tyson Kidd isn't bad, but it's still I, I don't know. Everybody's just a little bit off for some reason to me. For some, I, I, it, it's just a, it's, it's a, some some of it's a slight, and then others are just like the most abysmal thing you could possibly see. Like, have you ever seen Brett lock in the move? <laughs> what, a, what a spot that is! That is just oh, that is tremendous. Yeah. I, I've not got this. I've not got the thingy on. I've not got the sound on. But you can see the crowd are starting to get behind us. Like that. I love the chair shot. It's the thing of because it's almost it's almost like watching it's almost like watching um, Star Wars, isn't it? You know, Anakin turning into the darks, turning into Darth Vader. You can you can see it. Brett's like not wanting, you know, he's going ahead with it, but he doesn't want to do it. Mm-hmm. And then you realise actually, no, he's actually a bad motherfucker as well. Whereas Austin, you know, Austin, his character has always been that way, and you know that the fans respond to it. But yeah, the chair, that chair shot's unreal. Just the way, just the way he stands up and just go. <laughs> it just grounds him with it too. <laughs> no, I'm not going to lie here with my chair in here. I'm going to get up and I'm going to absolutely well are you with us. <laughs> Man, I wonder how much different Austin's career would have been if he had not gotten dropped on his head. Mm. Like how much longer he could have gone, and you know how how different his style would have been. Because I, I, you know, I think that really changed how he was in the ring. I mean, he was still That's a brawler good. for the most part beforehand, but he was pretty technical in his in how he how he went at stuff. So. Mm. Well, I mean, you just watch that. You just watch that, uh, like say that Survivor Series match to see how technical he is. Well, look at this. He's got a bloody octopus stretch on just now, or something along those lines. I think it's that thing though with the injury as well. Like, in a way, the legend of Austin. Like, I, I, it's the fact that the run is that short, like Logan said, and it's similar with The Rock, that you remember the thing, you know, he's not that, his match compilation is in a four or five year period compared to some of these newer guys, where you can, you genuinely are struggling to remember some of their matches from just last year, for example. And that's not me as a, you know, saying that as an older fan. <laughs> I'll say, I'll say it before anybody else does. What? What gets me is what would what what was Austin meant to be doing on this night? 
Because mm. obviously Brett was meant to be facing Sean. All going well, Brett and Sean are having their match in the main event. Who does Austin face? I, I want to say that I want to say the rumor was Bulldog, but I don't know how they would have gotten there. Mm. I mean, I can't. I, but I think they'd have. I think he'd have gone for somebody like a. I think he'd have gone for like Mankind or Vader. I can see that, yeah. But I Man can see cool. because the Undertaker would probably still have been facing Sid. The Undertaker was always going to face Sid. It was just it was uh, just the fact they yeah. turned into a title match. Yeah, yeah. I can probably see Mankind, but I think Mankind and Vader were at one point meant to face off against each other. Yes, that's yeah, that was supposed to be a one-on-one match for sure. Yeah, yeah. Well, talks about it in the book, doesn't he? They were going to have these that, that uh, would have been right. amazing. So yeah, I think Logan might be right with like Owen or Bulldog. I mean, no disrespect, no disrespect to either man because they're excellent in their own right. But does Austin even get to the get to the level he's at by facing Owen or the Bulldog at this match? Oh, no. I mean, come on! I think everything fell into place. Austin was in the right place at the right time, being obviously being the right person as well. But this was just this. This is a total light in a bottle, stars aligning type thing. Mm. And I think yeah. you know Sean gets a bad rap for losing his smile, but he should be thanked. He should be thanked for misplacing that smile because it gave the world <laughs> it gave the world Stone Cold Steve Austin. And I glad I'm glad he found it eventually because it then it then gave us the second Sean run. So all worked out in the end. Uh-huh. Logan seems unconvinced. <laughs> No, 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 no. Sean should be lauded as the greatest of all time. For multiple reasons. <laughs> and Marcus Fuller turned it off now. <laughs> oh, and here comes, here comes the Austin Blade job. He didn't blade. It was hard way, Ben. What are you talking about? Kayfabe, <laughs> brother. Kayfabe, brother. They weren't supposed to blade here. <laughs> it's a proper gusher as well. Look at it. Is this the one that he didn't? Is this the one that he didn't want to blade because he had he didn't know how to do it and they let and Brett did it, or did he do it himself and just like done, <laughs> did a, did an Eddie Guerrero Judgment Day 04 to himself? <laughs> I can't remember. I I I, I want to say that I, I want to say this one might be the one where Hart blades in. I don't know. I'm not sure. Because, because I think the, I think the technical term for this just now is he's it's pissing out of him. It is. Damn pal, I got myself a gusher here. And Brett is like a shark that's just seen the blood. He's just going for it. I thought you just said a shark, but I know you said shark. <laughs> <laughs> if you put an S in front of his last name, that's what I think of Bret Hart. <laughs> a shark, dear boy, a shark. Yeah. Goddamn Bret Hart. Oh, if, if a shark sees blood, it's probably not good. <laughs> no, <laughs> if a shark sees blood, see a doctor. <laughs> five moves of doom time. Yeah. yeah. But it's like calculated five moves of doom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
with with added chairs. Yes. And you can and you can think it and you can you can see the crowd turning towards Austin because like when he when he walloped Brett with the chair on the top rope the the crowd like were to a man were on their feet. Yeah, but look look at that look at that crowd there. There's nobody yeah. there's nobody clapping Brett, but they're all paying attention. They're all yes. there's every, every set of eyes. I think yes. Yeah. They know it's that a fucking devastating attack with the chairs. Unreal. These people know that they've seen something special already. See, you could tell Brett wasn't going to lock the sharpshooter in there either because he was locking it in wrong. He stepped the wrong way. <laughs> and, and as we said before, I forgot Shamrock was about. He's just Shamrock is a Shamrock's a fan at this point, just with the with the best seat in the house. Mm-hmm. I wonder if he appreciated this at the time. Well, I think he because I think he yeah I think he I think he started off as a wrestler before he went to the UFC. Yeah, I think he, he wrestled in the eighties, I think, or something yeah. like that. So I think he does. I think he was genuinely, I don't know, not a fan, but he was appreciative of the. Yeah, I think. I would like him to get that. Shamrock's a guy that I wish would come by for a rumble appearance or just like a run towards. He's a part timer I wouldn't mind seeing again because he still looks mm-hmm. great and it's just to hear that music again. And he's a machine. Yeah, but... I love Shamrock. Oh, <laughs> that's great. So, yeah, the Brett. I mean, the Brett corner bump, but then just a little head wobble from Austin. <laughs> Oh, so good, so good. I just stomped a mud hole in your ass and walked it dry. Nice, <laughs> nice. Damn. Good shit. <laughs> I'm please. I'm. I'll, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna give a rating yet, Callum. But I'm pleased to say it. It still. It still holds up from like three years ago when I last watched it. <laughs> is it? Is, is the match starflating as well as you are starflating at the minute? Mm. Well, easy, easy, serious pod, Cal. Serious pod. <laughs> It's it's okay it's okay it's okay that like wrestling is meant to make you feel good. <laughs> well, sorry, good wrestling is meant to make you feel good, as as we are, as we have discussed previously about bad wrestling. <laughs> yes. When you when you when you do a bad wrestling pod, you quite like to watch something good every now and again. You remember when we watched Buff Bagwell and Roddy Piper try to box each other? <laughs> <laughs> what a time! <laughs> there's one. There's one for the. There's one for the Christmas special. The 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 the, the negative star starflation. Does it go down to negative seven? <laughs> Every gun ever given. Uh, <laughs> see if it can go down to negative. That's the that's the uh, sequel series. Yes. 
after 100, after we've done 128 episodes of this one. Here comes the image, boys. Again, just a, a complete stars aligning moment. Just with that, just with that one. Admittedly, this isn't one of. Admittedly, this isn't one of Brett's best sharpshooters because you're really not supposed to sit on their back like he is right now. You're supposed to kind of be elevated. But he's had a banger of a match and he's probably tired, so I don't blame him. So quarter start off for the poor sharpshooter. Yeah. Yep. It's gonna be six oh. and three quarters. <laughs> yeah. Kevin Dunn gets a lot of shit now, but this is some great camera work and cuts and director here. Yeah. Yeah, this, not, is, this is WWE production at its best right here. Not trying to reinvent the wheel. And actually, the I know what Logan's saying, but I, the the sharpshooter actually works in this state because, like he says, they are a bit tired and. and Brett with his heel character is going to sit back on the back. He's going to try and, you know, wrench mm. the leg and do the back at the same time. He isn't trying to be, he isn't trying to be like the scientific technical guy here. He's just trying to, mm. you know, he's, mm. he's literally beating this guy up within an inch of his life. Yeah. So for once, it's absolutely justified to look kind of shitty. Because obviously yeah. they're tired as hell. They've been going at it hard for, you know, yes. almost twenty minutes at this point. So, but it, but it, but it, and it fits into the story of the of the matches talent. Then look at that yeah. again for another. Look at that for an image as well. He passed out, pal. He never said I quit. Brett just looking at the fans, just going, "You did this to me." Yeah. You yeah. did this. Huh? You I've made me this changed. piece of shit. Yeah. I've not, I've not changed. You have. Ah, uh, I didn't do this. You're the ones that's caused this. You've only got yourself to blame. And there's guys in uh, yeah, there's guys in the front row. They're just applauding. Is it? It, it, if I, I mean, I might be getting my timeline wrong here. It's the night after he does the, the one of the interviews, isn't it? Or the interview, I should say. The night after is when he hugs Owen and Bulldog and like gets them to no, stop no, no, being no, bastard no, bastard. No, no, I think that's a couple of weeks later. Is it? I, are you thinking? Are you thinking of the the? This is bullshit. You screwed me. Yeah. There's an interview. There's an interview in the ring, and this is in the cage match. I think is the week later. No, the cage match was before that, was it oh, not? The cage, the cage match the week before. Sorry, forgive, forgive me, guys. Forgive me. Oh, there goes, there goes, Brett. Yes, what the cage dick. match the week before, isn't it? Because like, yeah, Austin's trying to get Brett to win. Yes, yeah, Austin's trying to get Brett to win. To to win. Yeah. yeah. Man, I, it's so it's so sad that we never got that match. Sam Rock and Brett. That mm. oh, yeah. a big stake. At least. And we might have gotten it on a raw. I'm not sure, but I'm pretty sure we. I, I don't think I don't think we did because we had because it goes next month and they have a rematch, which I didn't genuinely didn't know that Austin and Brett had a rematch. It was a yeah, derby. Yeah. The, the next day in your house until <laughs> genuinely until the WWE 13 Attitude Era mode. Oh wow! Yeah, and then because I thought I thought it finished at this, and then Brett does his knee. Yeah, 
Brett's knee's injured. They would have fought. They would have fought a Canadian stampede, though. Yeah, yeah. Look, look either. How many people are flipping him off on the way back, on the yeah. way out the ring? This is everything about this yeah. match. The turn, everything is perfectly executed. Yeah. That poor ref was just trying to do his job, Austin. Yeah, but it was making. Yeah, this make- isn't just one of the best WWE matches ever. It's one of the best matches just ever in history of in the history of wrestling. Japan, you know, ROH, TNA, all that kind of stuff included. Just, just one of the best at, to ever be done right here. And I think it's difficult because, obviously, your man Meltzer has a very distinct, I'm not going to say bias, but he's definitely, he's, he's definitely got a preference for Japanese wrestling, which is fine. But sometimes... Because you've got that predisposed preference to something, you will, and he's also got a predisposed negative opinion a lot of the time about the WWE, that he might rank something like this, not this one because he did obviously rate it five, but WWE matches lower because they're WWE matches, you might not think that they're worthy of five stars, whereas something that's just as good will get five stars in Japan because of that style of wrestling. Again, bear no grudges for the man he likes what he likes but Uh that everything in that match bell to bell the double turn everything was executed perfectly I mean we're just I mean I I presume you guys have kept it running but like just look at King you know King's face there he's like what the fuck have I just watched yeah he's standing up for you know Austin saying he had never never tapped so and, and that's the thing that I like about because you can tell when these guys like they're playing a character, but you can tell when these guys are getting really into a match. It's like like Bobby Heenan in WCW. He didn't like a lot of the stuff, but see when he was watching something they liked, he got really behind that. Yeah, yeah. these guys these guys are the same here. No, go go what you say, Cal. I think you can say that what what you said about Meltzer. I think that's true for us all. You know, mm-hmm. I mean everybody knows. You know, I, well, I say everybody. Most people know my dislike for, let's say, NXT 2.0. So, so if Logan says, "Oh, there's a really good match on there," I'm gonna, I'm gonna watch it, and I'm already. I know. I, yeah. We, we all, do it. we all do. Where we all have like, we all pigeonhole ourselves. Yes. Well, yeah, that, that's true. Because you, because we are, as we record this, we're a couple of nights away from blood and guts, and yes. you, your object, you are being a. a your current preference just now is all elite wrestling. You're predisposed yes. to be. You're going in thinking this is going to be a banger, and yeah. you're maybe going to be slightly more generous when it comes to that match. Whereas somebody like Logan, who's a no, two-point Logan, or myself, <laughs> or or Rory, for instance. Now Rory is very appreciative of a of a good wrestling match, as we've seen with him watching NXT shows on on the special relations. But he is not naturally going to be slightly more forgiving about shortfalls in the match. But, mm-hmm. I mean, I know we talk about this also, but to go to that Blue Guts match, everybody was saying straight away, oh, you know, people were making jokes about it, like Ben's going to, you know, be all over it. So I said, no, it's, it was too long and there was too many people in the match. It was like, yeah. it was very good. But it wasn't like, I'm not going to say it's an all-star classic or anything. But, yeah, excellent. 
excellent stuff. Yes, but that's something that that's something that will that, that, that will bear in mind, and we, we may get we may get some outside help for for some of the ones where we might need some more. When, when it comes when it comes to thing when it comes to NXT matches, we might get Rory involved. I would think. I think he's probably going to be a nice a nice objective person when it comes to that <laughs> sort of thing. <laughs> Yeah, we need we do need some uh, connections to the dark web to find some of these matches. Uh, yes, <laughs> we'll have to reach out to people. <laughs> we will. I'm sure. I'm sure that um, if 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 need to, Chad could Chad could probably hook us up with some of the Japanese stuff, mm-hmm. um, and, and and some of that because uh, yes, we might need we might need some help. Um, but I mean, I, I need to ask the question anyway, just to be. Um, full and, and, and final about it but um, Logan adjusted for adjusted for Starflation Dave Meltzer gave this five stars what are you what is your Starflated um, rating for this match I mean this has got to be seven stars I, I don't know how this wouldn't be considered by most people to just be one of the greatest matches ever uh, across all companies, kind of like I said a minute ago, um, it's just amazing. Everything's so stiff; they just work nonstop for I don't know exactly how many, how long it is, but it's somewhere around 20 minutes. But they go nonstop the whole time. They battle through the crowd. They effectively use weapons when they need them, but they don't overuse them. Uh, I just thought, I just think it's absolutely great, and uh, obviously it's one of the best WWE matches ever. But uh, according to the the list that we were talking about earlier, but uh, it's definitely one of the best. Uh, ever in all all companies uh, all company wide so definitely seven excellent thank you thank you for that and ben same same question what is your what is your star fleeted new rating uh, based on the I seven will, star scale i will keep it short and sweet well. i'll try to anyway uh best match in north american wrestling history best match i've ever seen seven stars there we go can't i can't you can't be more Concise, concise about that. That was yes, that was no, absolutely, I, absolutely beautiful. Some people, some people say I waffle on and on, but some, I can't go, I can't go short and concise when I need to. <laughs> I, honestly, I wouldn't have blamed you if you waffled on about this one because I, it's one of these ones. Twenty minute match. I could, I think yeah. the three of us could conceivably ask, could talk about it for the next hour or so um, about uh, everything. I will just say quickly, you know, it's it's the match that you know made a main event player into a legend it's it's the match that started truly started a legend off to become the biggest star that wrestling's ever seen and you know historical significance of this match is off the chart off the scale show that you can do these kind of turns within a match plausibly you know all works within the character. That's what's that's what's so great about it. They don't need don't need to do flashy moves. You know it, what what's the flashiest move we saw? Maybe the top rope superplex. It, but you don't. Need, yes, I would say so. Yeah. yeah. You don't need all the moves to do everything. You, if you're telling a fucking great story, which this does, you don't need you don't need anything else. Mm-hmm. Oh, I can't I can't I, I can't argue with that at all. I think everything and and I've said it. We were watching everything about this was presented perfectly. The, the even down to the camera work that, that that they did to show all the big moments. They, I think this is the, the stars aligned for this. This one it drove on, and and we're not we're, we're not going into sort of historical context. That's for that's for the the pedestal podcast. 
But this is a this is a slender's moment. This match doesn't happen. If you do get Brenton, you do get Brenton Sean and Bulldog in, in, in Austin, you might not get the boom that you did. This is a slender's moment. This everything in this went better than planned. It was absolutely perfect, and I am also going to go seven stars on it. I don't think you can. I don't think you can argue that this is one of the this is one of the best matches ever. Even if you're not. Even if you're not a, 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 a WWF fan from the time, a WWE fan, if you're if you're more, even at this time, if you're a WCW fan at that, you could not watch that and say that that's not one of the best matches you have ever seen, period, from any company. So, um, yeah, there we go. We've we've thingied, we have we have proven the Starflation concept, um, excellently. There, we've gone seven stars all across the board, um, from. On, on on the first go round, so um, yes, uh, can't uh, can't say we're not fair on it. Um, so that'll bring us to the that'll bring us to the end of this one. Thank you very much, gents, for for joining me on 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 this new concept. It was um, greatly greatly appreciated. Appreciate it. <laughs> uh, so. Yes, we'll, we'll we'll just we'll just finish off we'll just finish off with with some plugs. Uh, Logan, what have you got going on that the good people of Place to Be Nation and the uh, fans of the Quad of Pods can listen into? Uh, just listen to YouTube Roulette. It's uh, me, Matt, Sean, Jake, and uh, Scott Shiflet. Uh, we pick random matches from YouTube uh, and just kind of live watch them as we go. Uh, some of them, some of them have been really good, and some of them have been some of the worst matches we've ever seen in our lives. So um, that's definitely an interesting one to uh, kind of dive into. It was one of my favorites to do every month. Uh, Highway to the Impact Zone. We just watched Unbreakable 2005, which is uh, has what many consider to be the greatest TNA match of all time, which would be Joe versus Daniels versus Styles for the X Division title. Um, we have the Salad Family of Pods, Popcorn, and Wrestling. Um, uh, and just a bunch of other stuff on all the feeds. Just listen to everything. Everybody does a great job, and uh, it's all definitely a great listen to listen to. So just listen to everything. Thank you very much. I think, yes, listen to everything is, is um, <laughs> excellent um, excellent advice to, to go by because uh, everyone is, all the stuff is um is wonderful. There's something for everyone. If you can't find something on these on, on across the quad um that doesn't interest you, then um we'll we'll need to try better because I I don't think there's a definitely something for everyone um mm-hmm. on here. Uh, something for everyone. Um a lot of the a lot of the podcasts are also hosted by Mr. Ben Lock. Ben, what have you got going on for the fine people? Oh, thank you. Uh, well, Logan's mentioned most of the things we do because we do quite a lot together. But uh, all I will say is, uh, yeah, Logan's mentioned the salad pod. So we are uh, we what we recorded the latest edition of Popcorn Chicken Salad, where me, Matt, and Logan watched Honey I Shrunk the Kids. Uh, depends how you feel about that film, if you like, if you consider it guilty pleasure or not. And uh, of course, me and Logan were joined by you, Callum, as the new co-host on. Wrestling's Chicken Salad, where we watched it. Well, I say we watched. We talked about Bash of the Beast nine nine nine. What a way to uh, what a way to announce your debut. Yeah, you're fired, Callum. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I. Uh, yes, I'm greatly appreciative of the opportunity to join the uh, join the Chicken Salad crew. Um, the seat was still warm. I don't know what Sean I've been doing on it beforehand. <laughs> um, but a lot of crap. <laughs> 
<laughs> so much, so much crop dusting. Um, but yes, it was it was a pleasure to join, and I hope I haven't burnt my bridge straight away by by, by choosing Bash the Beach 1999. That was. Um, please listen to that. To for if you've not listened already, please give that a listen to 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 um, hear our wonderful wonderful thoughts on it. Um, we've also got the special issues. We're coming back with a bang. Uh, I don't think we've actually we've not discussed our big comeback, but. Um, there might be a there might be an event happening in the UK that might be nicely coinciding with a with a, a return for us. Some some might say there might be a clash going on. Uh, yes, uh, near quite near a castle. Mm. Um, that, that could be awesome, though. So you know you got to be doesn't quite roll. Scotsman with a big sword might be uh, wielding it. We'll say. And that'll that'll be me in the middle of Cardiff after after Drew wins yeah, the title yeah, back. That's the Scotch bloke's gonna come down the road. <laughs> <laughs> it'll be like it'll be like thingy. It'll be like um like that. It'll me, um and Drew in the ring like the ECW one where the where the ring broke with all the fans in with the public enemy. It'll be me, Drew. I imagine there's gonna be other Scottish people there. We'll just we'll just crowd the ring, and we'll just take over. Yeah, me and me and Rory have already said that uh, Callum's going to be sat in the middle of us because it's not fair on the other person to have Callum. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's got to be in the middle. <laughs> yeah, Rory, Rory, you and Rory will be abandoning me <laughs> just just to leave, just to leave me in the middle of Cardiff. Just to... he's not with us. Nothing to do with us. <laughs> Never met the guy before. Mine. He has no trust. <laughs> um, yes, so that could be. I, I, Chances are that'll be the that that'll be the big the big return if not if not sooner. It's all dependent on Mr. McNamara's life um, out with podcasting, um, which we obviously greatly respect. Um, other than that, there's NWA Crock and Roll as well. Myself, Doctor G, um, Sean, and uh, Scott Shifflett going through 1986 Jim Crockett promotions. That is um, always always a good uh, always a good time. And um, all things. Uh, streaming um, as well. If you could like, follow, subscribe, whatever the terminology was on is on your preferred platform. We're across a lot of them. Uh, Twitch.tv forward slash place to be nation. Um, place to be nation, all one word on YouTube. PT, uh, Facebook.com forward slash PTBN live, if that's your preference. And of course, Twitter, if you follow us on uh, at um, PTBN YouTube as well. Um, you'll find us there so you'll find us across um, a a myriad of uh, social media and streaming platforms um, for whichever whichever you prefer Um, but all that all that remains to be said at this point is thank you once again gentlemen for uh, joining me for this um, episode zero of the Starflation podcast episode one episode zero Uh, we'll see what what the podfather puts out so thank you very much again guys thank you appreciate it (laughs) <laughs> and uh, thank you all um, for listening, uh, and we hope you've enjoyed. Hope you enjoyed the the new uh, the new pod, the new concept, and hopefully um, you'll uh, you'll be able to hear us again next month. Uh, thank you very much, and goodbye. <laughs>